Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. And today joining us is our opening chill. Hey, I'm Grady Hendricks. I write horror novels like My Best Friend's Exorcism, uh, Horror Store. My latest one is The Final Girl Support Group. And I also write movies from time to time. There you, yeah, go. there you go <laughs> just a little bit of everything yeah my uh final girl i'm a really good dancer i <laughs> yeah. uh i am a dog trainer dog whisperer we should have had you on here for the dancing we could have covered, <laughs> covered a dancing movie um so we're here to talk about save the last dance <laughs> yes yeah yes. no actually i was talking to a producer once when i think it was step up to the streets was really big and they were like so these dance movies are huge. I want to do a dance horror movie. And I was like, oh, you know, cool. You can do something like the red shoe, you know, or like Suspiria. He's like, no, 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 like, like step up. But like, like people are getting killed, but with dance. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a, a different a, take. It's a concept. It sounds A24 up the wazoo, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, today we are going to be covering Halloween H2. Uh, why, we, we, we threw a couple of them out there for you. Uh, why did you specifically, Grady, pick H2O to come on for? So Halloween H2O is a movie that gets a lot of flack and, and not undeserved. But I also feel like there's really, really good stuff in it. And I kind of feel like until the remakes recently, it would have been a really good ending point for the franchise. Um, so, and there, there's a lot of good in there. There's also some not so good, but a lot of good. We should remember to celebrate the good. <laughs> yes, 100%. It's just, it is one of those movies that you revisit and it's just, I think the ending just sticks out for everybody, right? It is that final conclusion that I would not even, and we'll get to the ending, but like, I wouldn't even mind if they stuck this ending at the end of this new trilogy they're working on. I would, right. I would not be mad at it at all. They could yeah. just redo it. It'd be okay. Um, but we've got, you know, Laurie Strode is back after Halloween one and Halloween two. We've got Laurie Strode and then final girl support group, uh, you got a character based on Laurie Strode. I was really excited to see that one. That was probably my, my favorite little Easter egg in there. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, well, you're talking about Danny, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I wound up naming her after Danielle Harris because I have a lot of affection for Halloween 4. And I thought, you know, naming her Jamie is just too on the nose. Jamie Lee Curtis is like too well-known of a star. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And you know, one thing that I think Halloween H2O gets right is, does she, yeah, she knows he's her brother by then, right? We, she knows yeah. that in part two, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine how traumatic that is. Cause like, did they visit him in the institution? Like what was there? I always am just like, what, how horrible is that? Your brother's like mentally ill. He's in an institution and then he gets out and just wants to kill your entire family and specifically you. Like it's yeah. just awful. I don't get along with some of my siblings sometimes, but not like this. <laughs> it gets to that point sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got to say, rewatching it now, this was like rewatching it for this recording was the first time I'd seen it in, God, I don't know how long, but I definitely, I saw this in the theaters and it's funny, you know, we had had so many, like Scream had come out at this point. Like we had a lot of movies like that. And I feel like when Zach and I recorded our episode on the first Halloween, you had said, Zach, it was kind of Halloween H2O felt very scream to you. And I definitely felt that revisiting it now. I was like, oh, I could definitely see 
Like they only, they use the like Halloween music very sparsely throughout. Very sparsely, yeah. And a lot of the like chase scenes kind of just sound like the music. It, it feels like Scream, right? I mean, they're even in the house from Scream 3 at one point in that hallway. Um, yeah. But I did notice a lot of that. Like I thought it was weird that like, not until the end do they really use that music. And for yeah. me, that music is like yeah. so much a part of the Halloween series that that was like something I noticed. Um, that was like my biggest, like, oh, I could see why this maybe doesn't feel as Halloween-ish to yeah. someone like you, Zach, who's like a super fan. I think that is my biggest complaint about the film is that I really do like it, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a Halloween film. It doesn't feel like it's taking place on Halloween aside from like that opening scene with Marion Chambers. Yeah. Um, the rest of it feels very like California summer, teens in, in Jeopardy, like... Um, and I think that's what always kind of didn't put me off, but always that was that's my biggest critique. Otherwise, like I'd rank it up there with my some of my favorite Halloween films um, and the score, just like like you were saying, they had a lot of issues with the score that we'll kind of get into also. Um, but the score was uh, it's I think it, they did a, like it, like a hodgepodge of like. The guy they hired to do the score, they took some of his stuff. They took some of like what they were using with the faculty and mimic and like all of the big like movies at the time is what they were just created this, this, I don't know, Miramax Dimension film score out of all yeah. of that. Who's who does who is the composer? It's not Marco Beltrami, is that? It Who's was the composer? John Ottman, I believe. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I think don't he know did him the as original well, but... one. He he did the he did the score, um, and they it sounds um, I was watching like the making of it uh, a, a while ago and they, they, they described it perfectly. It like sounded too busy. Um, and they showed like examples mm -hmm. of like his score in the film before they kind of took that out and started putting in the generic horror fair. Um, yeah, it was just too busy. Yeah. So like this one worked better, but it was missing those big moments of, of drama that the original Halloween score brings. And that, you know, that's the reason it's in every other movie anyway. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, you know, it's funny, Halloween 4, which is a Halloween installment I have a lot of affection for. Um, I, I love the dynamic of, a, like, sort of like from Halloween 1, except it's much more active in 4, of a babysitter protecting the kids she's babysitting to, like, extreme lengths. Like, I really like that she's really going to earn yeah. her, like, $8 an hour. Um, <laughs> But but the thing I love about four is they start with that Halloween montage at the very beginning. That's very Midwestern. It's very, you yeah. know, jack-o'-lanterns and scarecrows. And, and I'm like, why doesn't every Halloween movie start this way? Because they really don't do a good job in H2O of centering this on Halloween. Like, even yeah, though it's yeah. taking place on Halloween, it doesn't feel like Halloween. Like the only it reason does. it feels, I mean, like you said, Zach, it's like we do get like the opening of like, uh, it's the 29th and we see kids doing stuff. And then like they say it's Halloween like four times, but there aren't any yeah. direction. There aren't any decorations up around the like compound I mean, or whatever. I guess yeah, what no. they were just doing, right? It's just throwing little kids in co Halloween costumes for a scene. And then we say, that's that's that, right? We're on Halloween. You should know that now. I mean, it's called Halloween. So that's all we got. But yeah, so we get this opening scene. Um, takes place in Langdon, Illinois. So we're back in Illinois, uh, which is super exciting. I, I I just, I never went to the theater to see this. I was a little kid, so I, I didn't go see this at the theater, but I couldn't imagine like, 
seeing this looking Halloweeny, seeing you're in Illinois and then like what you kind of would expect for the rest of the film. Um, yeah. Cause we open up, we see Marion Chambers who we haven't seen since the second one. She's like one of the only survivors, the smoking nurse. Right. And all of it just, it, it's a perfect ball field. We got Mr. Sandman playing. We've got, you know, people carving pumpkins and she comes home from work or wherever she was. And she comes home and her house has been broken into. And so immediately something's wrong. Right. Um, I don't know. It was, I, it was, I actually, I will, I give the movie a lot of credit because this okay. is kind of like, again, this, I feel like this is kind of like a Scream-esque and uh, opening, right? Because it's like, while it's not like this actor is super famous within the Halloween franchise, she's yes. a like, yeah. big character. And I appreciate that it's like an older lady getting, it's not like a like sexy young teen getting the chase seat. It's like, yeah. you know, this older lady. Um, and I did appreciate that she was pretty smart, right? Like she immediately is like, nope, getting out of yeah. the house. Yes. She was like not sitting around, don't want to call the police and like, you know, goes to the kid's house to like get help because she knows Michael's in her house. And she's, I mean, she still gets killed, but she's not stupid. She's very smart about like, this is when we run. Like Michael will kill me. I know I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that, especially like it being like an older woman, not like a, again, like a teen. Yeah. Yeah. I also I completely also, forgot Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in the beginning. I know, I have that getting, right. <laughs> getting an ice skate in the face, yeah. yeah. Um, also, the movie takes place 20 years later, which I love because they must say it's 28 years later 19 times in this movie. <laughs> um, it's a little bit like four where they say it's 10 years later, like a lot to make sure yeah. the audience gets that it's 10 years later. <laughs> Um, they really say that a lot. Though. Yeah, they do. They do, especially like the behind the scenes, like cast interviews. They're all making that point. 20 years later, guys, look at this. We, <laughs> we just we love a nostalgic anniversary. Right. I'm surprised this wasn't H40 that came out in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they did just call it Halloween. Uh, but yeah, so Marion Chambers, she sees somebody's broken and she runs across or runs next door to her neighbor, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Got a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt here. Um, I don't know. I, like He goes to investigate the house and goes through it, and it's like clearly been ransacked. And I always have these questions about, like, Michael. Like I mean, it, there's questions throughout the whole entire franchise, right? It's like, how does he learn to drive? How does he learn to do this? How does he learn where uh, Marion even lives? Like, how does he know which files to go through and how, like, a filing system even works, right? Um, <laughs> but he's clearly gone through and found Lori Strode's file and gone, you know, picked it. And... Uh, and is now just stalking around instead of just getting out of there. He's, you know, he does the classic Michael Meyer thing and he's going to, he's going to kill everybody here. I, um, I thought they did a good job of, I mean, now that we've like have recently watched some of these Zach, yeah. uh, they, I mean, you know, the movie does a good job of making Michael Myers the way he was in those first movies, because yeah. I kept thinking like, so uh, Grady, Zach and I just recently had covered the newer Halloween movie, which I hadn't seen until we covered it. Um, and like in those, Michael is murdering like every person he encounters, right? Right. Like everyone, their skull is crushed. Everyone, their throat is slit. But in this, which I don't think I would have realized is more in line with like the original Michael, like that, like from when Zach and I watched the originals, it's like, he kind of just like stalks around and like watches you and like opens a door and then disappears. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought they did a good job of like capturing that. I feel like that murder everyone, Michael, is a bit like Halloween 2. Michael, whereas Halloween one, Michael, you're right, does seem a lot more like a creepy perv who's just like staring through windows and stuff and occasionally killing. Yeah, right. (laughs) And I think that's lost on a lot of people when they think of this franchise, right, is that the first one had so few deaths that he really didn't. 
four, I think. Yeah. yeah. With like we and, and if that were made, I mean, like there did have a remake, but like if that movie specifically were made today, you would have him killing whoever he gets the mask from and the ropes and all that. You would yeah. have him killing like people at the sanitarium. Right. Like that's what we would get. But like it really brings it more down to earth and, you know, more homely that this was just a guy in a mask with a knife who fixated on this girl and then fixated on her friends around her, right? Um, yeah. And they really uh, nerf his power level in this. Yeah. Like, there's been oh, Halloween yeah. movies where he's, like, <laughs> invulnerable. And in this, like, people, like, do seem to stand a fighting chance. Yeah. Like, they Michelle do. Williams and Josh Hartnett would not have been able to fight back to him in the 2018 Halloween movie. They would have been dead immediately. No. <laughs> I will say, though, he's been working out because he's got those moments where he's like lowering himself down from a pipe on the ceiling and like he's, he's, he's got some new tricks here. But yeah. Yeah. So we've got that, especially in this opening, we've got that Michael that's kind of shrouded in like a little bit of shadow and stuff. And we're not going to get that for the rest of the movie. Right. So you better enjoy it here for the most part. Um, the mask, the mask changes like a crap ton in this movie yeah they had like six or seven masks in this it's blonde at one point yeah. like in a couple of shots <laughs> it looks blonde and i um, didn't they use cgi to replace the mask as well yeah i have no idea about those. that i read i read because you know i feel like my go-to is always if i'm watching a movie that i've seen already i will also be looking at the imdb trivia on my phone yeah. while i'm watching and yeah because yeah. i was like this mask looks weird. And I look and I'm like, Oh, they used a, like a bunch of different masks. And then, like you said, they like CGI to try to make yeah. it look like the other one they used, but it didn't work. So initially yeah. what they did is they, they brought in the masks from the previous films. Right. And they were like, well, we're going to try out a couple of these and see which ones, which one of these work. And then they were like, well, let's make one out, out of a combination of these. And then the director, um, he wanted one that was even more blank than you know even halloween one was and so it's 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 just a mess they tried to like blend it all together as much as they could but you just it's he's he's got a bunch of them like in a backpack or something off (laughs) off camera and he's just swapping them out as the movie goes um uh this be good for this scene yeah well also one quick what just can i jump in for a sec about oh yeah go for it it. yeah because this is a dimension film and Mm -hmm. um the thing with Dimension that I think is weird is they had this weird mask fixation. Like I know on Scream, which was just a few years before this, because uh, this is what, 98? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Scream a few years before, they had a huge argument with uh, Wes Craven about the mask he wanted to use. And they were like, that's just not scary. And then they lucked into, oh, Wes Craven was right. And we have this iconic ghost face mask. So at the time this came out, they'd had Scream 1 and 2 do really, really well. And like Ghostface was like already iconic. So I'm sure there was a lot of stress and pressure on on Steve Miner. Like, get a mask that works. Get the best mask. (laughs) Yes, 100%. And Steve Miner came from Friday the 13th, didn't he? Right. Yeah. He was from Friday the 13th. So initially, initially, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was um, John Carpenter was like approached to do it. And there's something about money. John Carpenter didn't care about this franchise unless it's it's money now, um, which is the way to be right. You create a successful yeah. franchise and you live off of it. I no hate there. Um, but but like, I did hear that he really wanted like millions and millions as a director's fee, like an absurd yeah. number. And his point was. I didn't make a percentage on these yeah. previous six which movies, is fair, so, which is very yeah, fair. I think it's, I think yeah. it's fair. Like pay up. You know? Mustafa Akkad really did bank in on this franchise. He really did. Um, it's and the only thing he ever did, isn't it? 
is it, I think this was his bread and butter. I think that's why he yeah. was like trying to get it to go for so long. Um, because I god, he was even talking about 22 of them, <laughs> like just on that one timeline, that one timeline, uh, that initial timeline. I couldn't even imagine, man. Um, man, the Friday franchise can't even get to 13, like 22 is yeah. ambitious. I don't know for the Friday, the Friday one though, for a long time, they were doing them one a year, they were they were yeah. going for it. Uh, <laughs> it stalled out somewhere, but we got Marion Chambers. She like goes back to Jimmy's at some point. So like we said, he's got, he's got a, a skate in the face. The other kid's dead. Um, she's being hunted down by Michael Myers. And I really like that. Like even for an older woman, they really let her put up a fight. Like she yeah. was yeah. like hitting them, and kicking them. And she help was just right there, right within reach. Um, she almost had it. And then they slice her throat. Which again Marian felt Chambers very Casey dead. Becker in Scream. Cause it's yeah. like, she's literally looking out the window. Like the police are right there. And she's like in the foreground yelling. Yeah. And it was like, all I kept thinking of was Casey Becker when it's like, her parents' car is right there. And like, she could yeah. see them, but like, nope, she gets killed anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought like, even though I've, I've seen this movie before and I just hadn't watched it in a while, like, I thought it was like a good thrilling chase because it's like a character yeah. you don't want to die because she survived the originals. But it also didn't feel, it didn't feel cheap the way Halloween Resurrection does with like Laurie just like jumping. It, didn't, it felt like, yeah. oh, this is like, it didn't feel cheap to the character either, right? Yeah. And there's also yeah. a reason he was there, right? It's not like he just like somehow popped up at a character from the past's house. Like he was right. there to find something and decided to just stick around for a little bit longer. Um, and then we've got like, you know, little little setup fair cops in the house talking about Michael Myers hadn't been seen since the second one. So, you know, they're they're definitely showing us that this is a retcon. Ian, I know how you feel about a retcon. Grady, what do you feel about a retcon? Yes, I want to know what Grady feels about. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Like, I actually think it's harder and I admire people who make it work. You know what yeah. I mean? But like they fit it in and they managed to make everything work. And I don't think it's that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get why people do it. And it really doesn't bug me that much. I mean, I do think for me, the big weird retcon they did here though, was, you know, they're stuck with this Jamie Lee Curtis problem where yeah. she dies before four, right? And and uh, Jamie Lloyd, I think her daughter played by Danielle Harris, Jamie, you know, her, her mom's supposed to be dead. And in yeah. this, I don't think they man- mentioned Jamie Lloyd, do they? Nope. But the original script for this had a a student giving a presentation where they mentioned that, you know, uh, Laurie Strode's daughter died and they have her like throwing up or something over it and um, crying out her mouth, I guess. And um, and I I I get why they didn't go there because that's pretty dark and I'm not sure it works like wait, she didn't know her daughter was dead until a student read a report like that makes no sense. I wish they'd made it work as a timeline, but I get why they didn't. I, it, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Zach, yeah. Go, okay. Um, I, I was okay with them leaving it out because it also meant that, like, why did you just leave your daughter? Yeah. Go off and have another son. It's not like you were protecting your daughter because you, yeah. you also had another kid. So they, and they would have been pretty close in age here. Um it, so I'm glad they just left it out. They decided to just leave it out. But like, yeah, those original iterations of the scripts were like, because uh, J.B. Lucas wasn't even supposed to be in this one. It was a direct-to-DVD. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be like, yeah. like Charlie was like a copycat killer going around this this campus. And then when right. Jamie Lee Curtis expressed wanting to be in it, 
then all oh, the budget went up. It was a theater movie. You know, everybody who had stake in it were like all hands in the pot. And like, so it, it became a sort of like, how do we even like mention all of these other like, you know, any mistakes that we may have made and like, cause they're coming off six. Like that was a big, big bomb. Um, but you know, what's interesting though. Oh yeah. I mean, six was a trick or treat motherfucker. Isn't that what six? <laughs> that, um, no, that was right after this one. That's right. Oh, after right this after one. this one. Yes. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, but also one thing that I'm weirded out by is why isn't Danielle Harris in this? I mean, it, she would have been 10 years older. It would have been a perfect age, pretty much. They could have easily or gotten an actress to play. I don't understand why it's Jamie Lee Curtis and a new kid. Why couldn't yeah. it be her daughter? Like, I don't yeah. I don't know what the issue is with that. That so that's where I go with uh retconning Grady. That's always my like, <laughs> well, why couldn't you just do it? That's like always my issue with any kind of retconning. And like I become so bratty because I feel like like, I mean, you said this too, it's not that hard. Like if you just, you just a few mentions of it, you don't have to like make it plot heavy, but like just a few mentions of it. Like, and for me, it's okay. Like I, hands up, I have not seen all the Halloween movies. I've only seen the first three and then all of the new ones, but that's not... what we're doing here. And that's what we're going through. For. <laughs> um, and I just feel like it's okay if like they don't directly connect, but why do we have to like make sure they're eliminated? Like you said, by giving her a son yeah. instead of a daughter, like, and also think of how much of a more interesting dynamic it would be if it's her and her daughter, yeah. like then her and her son, you know, it's a, um, I mean, I could see all kinds of really good storytelling coming out of that. So it's, it's a weird mm -hmm. decision. And like, so we, when we cover four and five, you're going to fall in love with J.B. Lloyd. Like, Jamie Lloyd is She's like great. second to Laurie Strode. She is like the heroine of this franchise at like 10 and 11 years old. So for them, I feel like they've done J Daniel Harris a huge injustice throughout this entire franchise. The fact that like so many people are coming back and they couldn't find a way to bring Daniel Harris coming back in the, these next yeah. three, right? Like, it's, 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 I don't know. Spitting is she eye, not in any of the new ones at all? I don't think so. They haven't. They haven't said she's going to be. No. Well, Maybe we'll bummer. see her surprise. But like, yeah. So I don't know. They they did it. They did it right because it's it also like removes just the. They made they wanted like a straightforward slasher film for this one. They didn't want it too complicated. I think even when Jamie Lee Curtis came on board, she came on board with the idea that it was going to explore more of the trauma than it even did, like more of the alcoholism and the PTSD that she had. Um, and then they kind of scaled and they have a good bit in here, but they did kind yeah. of start scaling it back um, for the most part. Uh, I mean, I, I always think that's such a, like me and Ian both agree that that's not, like trauma and what happens after the slasher film is like always so interesting to explore. That oh, yeah. I'm so I happy mean, they're starting to do more <laughs> often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's funny. I was just rewatching the Scream movies and like those kind of do it in a weird way. But yeah. the sequels of the screen movies are so, they so decline in quality. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I actually like to a fair amount. Three is um, three <laughs> and four is, I don't know, four feels very fat. Like it feels like a screen movie that gained a lot of weight. Like yeah. it's just kind of like there's good parts in it. And I think they do a good job with Nev Campbell's character in it, but it's just flabby. Yeah. See, I, Scream 4 is my second favorite Scream movie. Like that's my favorite <laughs> really? horror franchise. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, he's, about, he's about to 
click you out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I'm, I'm a big defender of Scream too. A lot of people don't like that. And I think until yeah. the last 20 minutes when it's just people standing on a stage pointing guns at each other, I, I lose interest there. Yeah. But until then, I think Lee Schreiber, I was so sad to see him go in three because I thought his character yeah. was so great. Yeah, that's, um, see, yes, I agree with that because I do. And he is like a good actor and he's really good at being yeah. like, this creepy guy that isn't the murderer is just like kind of creepy, right? Um, He's just a dick, yeah. Yeah, and I like, I like, the Scream does that and that's what I like about the Scream fight. They allow characters just like, like Gail Weathers is not a nice person and I love that for her. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, I gotta say, rewatching Scream as well, that's pretty close to a perfect movie. Like, even if you don't like it, you have to acknowledge that it is a movie where everything works and there is nothing wasted in that movie it's pretty it's pretty great it is yeah yeah and i think we're in a really interesting time where bringing back franchises and 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 characters from that franchise is like because we we, there's so many talk there's so many you know conversations about mental health and about like trauma and all that this is the time to really do it so scream five coming out i have no doubt they're going to do it a lot better than they did with scream four right scream four was let's make this movie get it on entertainment weekly make a bunch of money on it and like you know we've got all our characters back but it is there's um the guy who wrote freaky michael kennedy he i think he tweeted today that scream really just hangs on the fact that the characters, the three central characters do return for each of them. Right. And we see them and we continue to see them and they stuck with it. And so even if the movies aren't entirely great, like, like the fact that we see all of these people who are involved in every single one have so much confidence in them, it makes it it like elevates it to another level. Um, Yeah. And we also, you know, funnily enough, and not to get too far off subject, but we live in a world that slashers built. Like before slashers, yes, James Bond was a franchise, but there really weren't this idea that a low to medium budget movie could be a franchise really didn't exist. There was stuff like there were series like the Abbott and Costello movies, the Hope and Cross movies, but the same characters coming back in a relatively similar situation. I mean, right around the time you had the screen, uh, the slashers start to do that uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. That was when the Rocky franchise started yeah. to take off and the Rambo franchise. And we now live in an entirely franchise driven movie world like it is 100 or i would say 80 percent franchise driven and you know serial tv like all these things that we're supposed to follow like that's i mean slashers were the seed of a lot of that yes yes i hadn't thought about that but yeah Uh, yes i can i can completely see it so then kind of jumping kind of kind of yeah sorry 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 sorry. no 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 no. i think i think we had just we were opening a really good conversation there um but like so i want to bring it back to something you said grady um about the what like a a moment that shined in halloween four was the opening titles right and it felt very halloween and felt very midwestern what about the opening titles in this one it's 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 far off it's explaining where we're kind of catching up to um, but yeah. it's not Halloween four. So what do you think? No, and it's very, it reminds me of a lot of like, it's a very dimension to me opening where they're using it to sort of like, okay, let's bring everyone up to speed. We've got to deliver in- information basically, which is yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but I, I like the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you? I think of, I think of the credits from the first Halloween and from the 2018 Halloween mm-hmm. and like, even though it's just the fucking pumpkin, it's so good. Like, yeah, 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 and yeah, and that original. I mean, that pumpkin because that's just the slow dolly in on that pumpkin. 
That's so great. I mean, just to have the patience to do that is phenomenal as filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, I. it's so weird because telling someone who hasn't seen those credits, I feel like I could see someone being like, that sounds fucking stupid. But like, yeah, so good. It works. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Yeah. They did a really great job with it. So we get the opening titles. We even get like a Donald Pleasant's like voiceover actor. You like yeah. imitates that voice. Uh, I thought he did really well. Compared he did, to the he did. 2018 one where they have him on like a record player or a, a tape recorder, I thought he yeah. it was miles better. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and then we have Laurie Strode's dream, right? Um, we're we're setting up the the school here where she's we get a POV shot, or I guess this is Michael's POV shot. He's going through. He's seeing right. like a picture of Laurie writing Laurie Strode's name. We get that flash of like. Laurie Strode in the closet and then we wake up and it's, 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 I guess, Carrie Tate. We're going to call her Laurie Strode for the rest of this. Um, We've got Carrie or Laurie Strode. Uh, She's waking up. And so all right off the bat, we know that she's got some PTSD over this. She's having dreams. You know, um, we set up pretty quickly that she's a drinker and like, you know, has got all these problems that she's also putting onto her son. And so um, I don't know. I like that. I like that setup. I, I like that. She's, I would have liked also some some mention of like maybe Linda and Annie. I feel like we're still missing that. She needs to like go to a gravestone or something like that. But like we're getting trauma here where um, I don't know. I mean, especially in Friday the 13th movies where this director's coming from, you know, everybody forgets about it next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's definitely, I mean, I love Friday's my franchise. Like, just, is it really? Just, oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like, there's something like, like the Halloween movies are so grim. Like, they're really the like no joking franchise. Like, there's, and Nightmare is like the all jokes franchise. And I feel like yeah. for me, Friday sits in a nice spot in the middle. Um, but you're, you're 100% right. When a Friday movie is over, unless you're Tommy Jarvis, you don't remember a thing. I know. Yeah, they couldn't even get the actor back for Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I do have to say, I appreciate that they indicate that Josh Hartnett is definitely Jamie Lee Curtis's son because they've got the exact same haircut in this movie. <laughs> yes, they do. I have it in my notes. Um, we, we, see, we introduce Lori and Josh Hartnett and Josh Hartnett's hair. Um, I guess on set, they just kept putting it down and then whenever the hairdressers would walk away he'd just mess it all up just because he's josh hartner he's that yeah he's that actor he's smoking Listen, in the corner and he like... was a teen a goddamn teen heartthrob <laughs> closeted me seeing this in theaters was like oh boy and he's uh, good nice at this. like he's he is very yeah good at <laughs> and watching this you're like i get why people thought he was going to be the next big thing like he has yeah. that kind of like bad boy thing going on he's good he's got it He's got mm-hmm. like the nice bad boy thing where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like the cool one that like wouldn't bully you, but still like was cool. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and this is what my outfit I'm doing. My Josh Hartnett drag school drag. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I can remember like seeing this in theaters and I will say, um, so we meet all the characters, right? We kind of check in with a lot of them. Although mm. Michelle Williams, I didn't realize she doesn't really too much in this movie it doesn't do a whole lot she's just there we've got what um, i don't think she even talks in that first scene that she's in yeah so it's her son john his girlfriend molly and then their friends sarah and charlie we've got Lori, Lori's like boyfriend fuck buddy um will and then we've got ll cool j at the guard's house right this is this is our characters that we're going to be setting up for the rest of the movie um and 
Yeah, no, Molly doesn't do very much in this. I don't think any of the teens really do very much. And there's yeah. a lot of sex talk, but no actual sex, right? So, like... And also, if I remember correctly, I think the first, like, several kills in this movie are corpse tableaus of someone finding the corpses mm-hmm. laid out. Yeah. It's not... You don't actually see the kill. Like, this movie is very... Um, there's a there's a real, like... Uh, um, almost stuck in the mud feeling to, to this beginning where it's like it's spinning its tires, but it's not, it takes it a while to get clicking for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I do, I do, like, like I said, I do really enjoy the setup because we even get like background on like, uh, on what is his name? John, John's father, um, who yeah. Lori would have been with, like, he's also an addict, right? So she found an addict and, you know, it was yeah. two addicts like spiraling together. Whereas like, you know, um, it was, I think, I don't know if it was, I feel like it was implied that Jamie Lloyd's father was probably Jimmy from Halloween 2, right? Or something something like that. I think it was it implied. Not? They never say it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's pretty heavily implied. So I'm glad we just like kind of nixed the father here. We don't really need him, yeah. I guess. Um, he sends a birthday card, but we're setting up. It's Halloween and like uh, John is carrying the burden of, of the trauma that happened to his mother. And he you know, even wants to go on a class trip to Yosemite and she won't let him do that, right? She's going to keep him on on this isolated campus with her um, while everybody else gets to go. And so- Seems safe. Yeah, <laughs> right. so, so in true slasher movie fashion, the, t- the group of teens here decide they're going to throw their own little Halloween party in secret that nobody will know about. That'll go splendidly. Um, I do have a question for you, Grady. When, whenever you yeah. were coming up with like the backgrounds for all of your girls and final girl support group, how much of that did you take from like real movies like this and like backgrounds like this? Or did you just completely look at your characters and design their own sort of traumas based on, I don't know, like did you ever take from movies like this oh yeah 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 i mean i i tried to consider the first movie and mm-hmm. sometimes the second movie as gospel you know yeah. what i mean like 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 with uh danny who or uh sorry not danny uh marilyn who's yeah. who's sort of like marilyn burns from texas chainsaw massacre mm-hmm. i'm like one and two you know one and two yeah. i'm gonna take as gospel I'm going to ignore the rest. Uh, and so with this, I really just tried to take one and two because, you know, yeah. uh, Danny's story is that, you know, her brother comes home on Halloween, kills people. She winds up in the mm-hmm. hospital and he comes and kills a lot more people. Um, and yeah. there's something horrifying about Halloween, too, because it really is. The body counts humongous compared to the yes. first movie. The kills are nastier, like the the hot water kill and stuff. They're meaner. It's a much meaner movie and so i always think of that as such the flip side of the first halloween like it's just like now he's really pissed off yes, in the second yeah. one um but yeah yeah so i tried to i tried to take the first movie as gospel very good very good um so we we do have the woman and her daughter showing it we check back in with michael it's the woman and her daughter at the rest stop right um this yeah. one was also recycled for halloween too nice little throwback yeah. in that in that one um this one i always see i always find like a true crimey thing if it feels true crimey it's always more like infinitely scarier to me so like a woman and her daughter just like in this isolated rush stop and then michael myers like stalking about in there and he could have yeah. done like anything to them um and he just decides to let them go but it's still but that's like, a return so creepy it is and it's a return to that michael myers from part one y'all were talking about which is yeah if it was if it was the 2018 Halloween, he would have killed them both, you know? Yeah. 
You would have smushed Nothing those skulls. Nothing wrong with the 2018. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Here, I like he's... 2018 Halloween a lot, yeah. but like, it's a much, it's a much more violent Michael in that movie. And it is like, it, it, it's a much more violent Michael. And this one, he is more that one track mind, like you said. Like he's yeah. he's only trying to get to California. <laughs> he's trying to do a road trip here, so he needs a car. Yeah. Um, I don't know what type of car she she drove up with. I don't know why they made that decision. I was trying to look up if it connected to another movie or if what what that oh that was. weird truck <laughs> like that old tiny yeah. truck that this like the Jeepers Creepers vanish yeah. type of thing. Like yeah, it was weird. But um, I remember that scene. Like, I, I mean, I was, this came out in 98, yeah. so I was 16, 15, and I can remember that scene, like, I, rem- I remember being stressed about that scene, like, seeing yeah. it in the theater at the time, like, it was just, I mean, again, yeah, I don't think the 2018 version of Michael Myers is a bad version, it's just, that's more of a brutal murderer, and this is still scary, because it's like, he could kill you, yeah. but he just wants the keys like exactly. look yeah. back and think about it and then just keep going literally I mean, really, just kept going yeah and he really is on mission in this one he only wants yeah. to kill jamie lee curtis and josh yeah. hartnett that's it mm-hmm. he's good yeah. with everything else he's like as a, do you notice as he walked across the, i mean we didn't see him walk across the lawn but when she comes out of the bathroom we see like her purse is even like strewn about like he didn't even yeah. just grab the keys and like like a yeah. dick move he just <laughs> just don't get it all out. Um, Screw you! I mean, he's still he's yeah. still a monster, you know. Yeah, he is. He's he's a monster. Um, hope, hope can I just jump back over. to something we just oh, yeah. sort of yeah. jumped over? But is that yeah. um, Janet Lee plays the school secretary? Yes. Um, so you got a mother daughter thing, which is another reason I thought it would have been great if Jamie Lee Curtis had Jamie Lloyd in this. Um, yeah. But also. My inside my head uh, head canon for the Halloween franchise, Janet Lee is still Lila Crane. You know who yes. she played. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the sister in um, Psycho because she at one point she says something to Laurie Strode like, you know, we've all had things. We've always had bad. We've all had bad things happen in our past. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god, it's freaking. You know, <laughs> like like Marion Crane's yes. sister. Oh. Yeah, and I, she even she even walks off, and we hear the psycho music as she's walking yeah. to her psycho car, and like very very there we see you. Yeah. I I thought of you, Grady. I put that in my notes. I was like, I bet Grady will have something to say about this when like she's giving yes. her advice because that does feel like yeah a final girl tell, giving another final girl yes. advice, mm-hmm. even if she's just yeah. playing like a random secretary. Like we all know who yeah. she is. So yeah, yeah. And I was bummed they didn't do a little more with that part. Like just one more scene. Like put a button on it. Just give us a little bit more there. I, yeah. I, cause I remember, I remember it being well, like I remember in entertainment weekly, them doing like a thing on like Janet Lee coming back to heart, like, yeah. And like, that was a big deal. Cause she, I think she hadn't done anything in a long time. And I, I remember anticipating her getting like a really cool something yeah. to happen. And I was kind of surprised they didn't like, not that I would have wanted this like, you know, elderly woman to get murdered, but I felt like she could have had like a cool scene or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with how they kind of made this character here as kind of a character that was meant for fan service. It meant for like the cameo yeah. of Psycho, but like Laurie Strode also has a mother. Like we, we saw her adopted mother. She had a mother. They could have made her like a right. g- legitimate mother there visiting or something like, I don't know, something like that. Um, maybe gone on this journey with her daughter or something like that. But I, I do appreciate the mother daughter moment that we got here because it is Jamie Lee Curtis and her real life mother. Yeah. Like what a special moment that she yeah. has on film. Now. I always say though, whenever I watch this, um, 
the Janet Lee character is always like a little bit creepy to me. So I always imagine like maybe, because this is right after all the teenagers leave to Yosemite, like all the buses go and everything. Um, I always picture Janet Lee getting in that car and driving up to Yosemite. And that's a whole nother slasher film where she's killing all the kids. At, at Yosemite. <laughs> yeah. Cause she is a little overly intense. And in yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're getting all the setup of like, you know, all the kids here, Laurie Strode in education, which is perfect, I think. I think Laurie, if yeah. Laurie Strode would have had a job, it would have been in education. Um, but she's this headmistress. Um, uh, I, got... So going back to that, what you just said, okay. but kind of expanding on it, I so because like as a teen, Scream was like always my shit. Like I love both those movies. This came yeah. out after I think the second one yeah, came out. After the second one. Um. So my brain at the time, like teen Ian scream was my horror. Like that was what I, the only stuff I like loved. And I remember my brain going there. So I was thinking like, oh, everyone's a suspect thinking someone was working with Michael. That's what I thought the like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. The like twist was going to be at the end. And I remember thinking it was either going to be the secretary or the boyfriend because she kept seeing Michael Myers when it would be her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like, because she senses some evil in him or some like maybe he's you know he worked at whatever institution michael was at and like whatever um so i can remember thinking because while i love scream and you know we talked about this already grady but like scream does do the thing where it's like ooh, is this person a suspect Ooh, this person's being weird here um and i felt like that's what her character was kind of doing almost to like yeah but it could have just been like the cameo in the presence of this actor uh, but I remember like searching for like which one of them is working with Michael that got him like all the info to like go to the nurse's place and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I, those were like my two suspects, even though there were no suspects. It was just Michael Myers. Yeah. But that I mean... brings up the point that like this movie is remarkably straightforward, like yeah. remarkably straightforward. And in fact, like pretty soon, because Zach, you're just saying they all the kids get in the bus to go off to Yosemite. Yeah. And literally within five minutes of screen time, Michael shows up. Yeah. And that moment. So just I, I just want to jump in here because so we've seen a few times where Laurie Strode thinks she sees Michael and she'll like close her eyes or she'll look away and look back. And it's, you know, her boyfriend, usually that stupid guidance counselor. <laughs> and um, and in this all of a sudden, Michael Myers is walking across. It's like minute 40, I think, because it's yeah. only an 80-minute movie. It's like minute 40. Michael's walking across the parking lot towards her, and she closes her eyes to make him go away. And it's such a great... She can't believe it's yeah. him. And it's such a great moment, because it comes too early in the movie. Like, for me as a viewer, I was like, whoa, I did not think this was going to yeah. happen so soon. So it took me off guard as a viewer. It takes her off guard as a character. To me, it's like a, almost the high point of this movie because it's so well done. And then yeah. literally they have one of the movie's big low points right afterwards, which is all of a sudden it's the high school guidance counselor on a jump scare. Because this movie has a lot yeah. of jump scares. They do it. it. They do it. They really <laughs> go for it. Yeah. And so this movie right within the space of like 50 seconds goes from to me what's sort of the emotional highlight where he pops up with Jamie Lee Curtis to like, oh God, another jump scare. Yeah, because they are really playing with her and her seeing yeah. him a lot in this. Um, like, I <laughs> I wonder what those other people on the campus are even thinking. The random times Laurie Strode just stops 
and and closes her eyes for like 20 seconds <laughs> like, like this must have happened a lot like people do chat about this um let's going back a little bit though i yeah, want yeah. to kind of touch on um john like convincing oh cool j oh cool j in this movie i do lie i do very much enjoy him in this movie but it was totally to capture like the african-american audience right just the yeah. same as like the next one did with the uh, buster Rhymes. um but like he works really well in this movie and so john goes to um to LL Cool J's character Ronnie gets him to let him let him off campus they go out they steal the alcohol and Lori Strode is also off campus having lunch you know she's having she's downing glasses she is do you remember that that Jamie Lee Curtis meme this is this is this scene like in real life where she just (laughs) (laughs) is so perfect yes but I think it's great because it's just more of that like she's explaining you know I've done self-help group therapy and I've done all of this and like She's kind of trying to open up to him and her freaking boyfriend never like picks up on any of this. Like ever. Just like he just like it's okay, babe. You're good. You're good. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> um, and then she, you know, they kind of end their lunch and she runs into her son on the street and really gives him a freaking lashing for being off campus, right? Like this is the moment where I think she realizes kind of that she has been so overbearing to the point where all of her trauma has spilled over onto him. Like, because it's amazing that he knows who she is. He knows what happened in her past, um, even though, and nobody else does. And that the fact that he held on to that burden and kept that secret, because I don't know, as a kid, I probably would have told everybody, my mom's the fact that he kept the secret is crazy huge. Yeah. Yes. Like he doesn't, there's not even a moment where he's like talking to Molly and like, you know, my mom had all this stuff happen. Like I would have been that shitty kid. I would have told everyone. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) No, he kept the, he kept that secret. And so it really was a burden onto him. Um, And this was the sort of the moment where she, realized that um and then she lets him go to yosemite but he's not gonna do it because he's a teenager a teenager so he's not gonna do that no he's got a yeah before i rewatched this movie if you guys had asked me oh like when does he figure out i would have said oh no josh hartnett's character doesn't know the entire movie till the end i like in my brain he knew he wasn't in on it and i forgot until i rewatched it that he was which is wild because like yeah he keeps that secret and he's only supposed to be 17 still so he's like yeah yeah a teen kid like yeah. and you know they this would have been a great moment for like the beginning of some sort of healing had like this night also not like <laughs> like gone haywire and gone right. crazy but like laura strode is right she knew something was gonna happen but i i think the movie's trying to make you care about the teens but i also like you care about josh hartnett because i mean he is good in this and he's good yeah. with he's good opposite jamie lee curtis like they're seeing like you said when they're arguing mm-hmm. and she's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like yeah you are driving me nuts. Like you, you're like putting me on a leash because of your trauma. So we care about him because he's he's good in it, but also because he's like you know Laurie Strode's son. Um, yeah. And I think I'm glad that while her boyfriend does get killed, I'm glad her son didn't die because like Laurie doesn't yeah. deserve that. Like let yeah. let her son be okay. I'm glad that he just yeah. like goes away and is fine. Um, yeah, so while the movie is like really straightforward, we're hitting those beats. We're hitting the emotional beats, yeah. and then we like are getting to this point. Because when we when Lori's finally at home and she gets the big glass of vodka and she finishes it off and gets the mouthwash and like covers her tracks and then her boyfriend shows up and they have a date night. And then while the teens are having their date night, um, you know, that's where the movie really starts for me. Yeah. Which you is wanna mention, 
the because that's like at minute 50 of the movie yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. they really do like hit it laurie is finally like revealing everything to this boyfriend who really still won't pick it up oh my god (laughs) he's like what does he say like oh that sucks and it's like yeah he said he said take off your clothes (laughs) (laughs) and like he doesn't even apologize he came over with like a pumpkin he and then he hears she's got this halloween trauma he's like he's not even like sorry about the pumpkin although i do love that at the end of her story she's like now do you want to drink and she brings back the whole bottle of vodka yeah she <laughs> so was good. just waiting for it. maybe she wanted yeah. to drink all night and she's like i need to tell him so that he will he will let <laughs> me finish this bottle of vodka <laughs> and, yeah. his, and his, weirdly his... enough like this is jamie lee curtis you know has struggled with uh, addiction to painkillers Yes. And she's very, very specific that her addiction started in 1998, the same year as Halloween H2O. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was it was I, I, I was thinking about her addiction a lot in this movie because I was thinking yeah, like how much of like because you got to imagine like Laurie Strode is the character of her lifetime. Right. So she's got right. to have like stuck a lot of herself into that character um, and pulled a lot from that character. So. I don't know. It's a weird, like, it's a weird, like, life and film parallel there. Um, so then we hit the hour mark, and our first main character is murdered, which isn't even really yes. a main character, but he's, and again, <laughs> he like was said, supposed to be the one who was the killer. When you watch this, you can see where he would kind of dip out because he scares his girlfriend, right? Charlie, he scares his girlfriend. Um, and you can see kind of where he would dip out and then come back as the killer and like start yeah. killing everybody. Yeah. But um, I don't know. So, like, like, garbage disposals those like scares never do anything for me um yeah but for a lot of people i guess like sticking your hand in the garbage disposal a big no-no <laughs> i'm one hi i'm one <laughs> yeah i think um, stephen king kills a dude in fire starter with the fire uh, garbage disposal um, yeah he gets it's like one of the guys who the father plays with his head and he gets this like obsession with vulvic openings one of which is his garbage disposal and then he like puts his arm in and turns it on uh, but yeah i'm with you i those scares never not my thing yeah but um so he didn't die with the garbage disposal but he did like he got slashed with the what it was the cork opener right yeah right before his sure. girlfriend comes in and finds his body has her run in with michael myers and this one was like a highlight kill of the movie right her getting in the dumb waiter going down him cutting it it hits her yeah. leg like that's some brutal shit and then he comes up behind her and this and is she has very, to ride like, it with her dead boyfriend <laughs> yes. yes and this is very 2018 halloween where he's just like whamming her in the back with that knife right like that's yeah. brutal michael myers shit um but, well, and yeah, also that... the Halloween movies like those gags. Uh, there's the yes. laundry shoot in four. There's mm-hmm. um, is it five or four that also has or another one that also has someone climbing up a pipe inside like a a, a duct in the house. And Michael's like stabbing the duct. Uh, <sighs> there's I, I, is there is there a duct? I know in five there's a laundry shoot in four. There's a roof scene. Um, yeah, <gasps> I do know what you're talking about. Are you, I think we're talking about the remake, though. Is it the. It's like it's like oh, it a crawl space in the attic, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, an yeah, attic, but right. it's like yeah. And you're he's right. like, yeah. But yes. and then in this with the the laundry with the dumb waiter, I mean, it's yeah. like Halloween loves these tight little confined spaces. Yeah, the they're great though, and one. they work. These yeah. are the scenes that yeah. really work though. That I was yeah. gonna say, the dumb waiter really works for me in this. Oh, yeah. me too. That's what I think of for like this movie is like, oh, the dumbwaiter scenes. Like, yeah, yeah, super effective. And then like Molly and John see her body, they turn on the light and she's a jack o' lantern, basically. Um, yeah. 
And then we got this chasing. We got the full Michael Myers chasing. I think this is a good ready to go. You know, they set the guns ablazing. Um, and they take off. He like stabs Josh Hartnett, and you know, um, the cage Rock part was like, really good, right? Yeah, the, the cage, cage part. is great. Yeah, yeah mm. the cage is good because, and you know what? It just hits these beats that just keep hitting because you get the cage. You get you get them finding the body. Michael chasing, stabbing the rock, the cage, and then fucking Lori and Michael Myers face to face. That shot was on like every freaking promotional anything. Yeah, for this that was so good. They knew they struck gold right there. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, one of the things that I think slashers do very well that action movies, bigger action movies often get wrong is they're really good at space and yeah. geometry of space and where people are and getting, ringing the maximum tension. Yeah. Because like you're saying, I mean, it is a, a security door and an inner door. So it's like a, that outer door and inner door. They mm-hmm. get so much mileage out of that yeah. one setup. I mean, it's yeah. really admirable. Yeah, 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 and I like that chase scene. It's like very thrilling, and I mean, you're right. It's like they're working with space because it's like so small that like he could stab them, but it's like he's just missing. It's like just yeah. not there. But if it were like give him an inch, and he would be probably able to stab them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, and then and we it's get just like, like these like teens screaming in terror. And I, like you said, I remember cutting that picture out of Entertainment Weekly, Zach. Did of, you? Laurie and Michael like looking at yeah. each other through that circle window and like yeah, yeah. putting it on my door because I thought it was and so it's cool. so good that you don't even notice that when it's got the the point of view from Michael showing her, you can see off to the side it's the K like the, the the like one of the really bad masks that they used. But then when it goes back to like mm-hmm. her point of view, yeah. it's the good mask, right? Um, but it just you don't even notice it because it's just such an iconic scene. And we also get like Lori is full in charge mode here she is like the babysitter from the first one to an extreme like yes. she has got like imagine her in the first one with a gun she, she I, don't, I don't know if she would have done anything with this. <laughs> throwing every weapon away in the first one but she is like ready here she is ready oh, to yeah. go um that's and where she, I, here's the go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead go ahead grady no i was just gonna say and we get the great line that to me is like the one of the best jamie lee curtis moments in the franchise yeah. When the kids are like, what do we do? What do we do? And she's like, try to live. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. You know, in these horror movies, these slasher films, you got it. You got it. You got to inject that stuff in there. Even on the poster, it says this summer, terror won't be taking a vacation or something (laughs) like that. Like they really do. You know, they they know what they're doing. Yeah. But her her delivery on that line is so (laughs) dead on. It's so good. Yeah. The the, the prepared Lori is a Lori that I like. And I wish... I wish there, I mean, I said this when we recorded our episode, Zach, for the 2018 Halloween. I wish there was a way we could have gotten from this Lori to that Lori, because I do think it makes sense that she would get worse after this if, like, her brother somehow survived. Like, it makes sense that she would be more of, like, in seclusion and gun crazy and everything. Because I liked this Lori of, like, she's, like, I mean, she looks at her brother, she's like, fuck, let me grab this gun, and then he's gone. But, like, there's no, like, she's not being stupid. Like, she just, he just zips out of there like a ghost like he does but she grabs that gun and she goes like she knows what she's doing and i like that version of laurie who's like fucking kill him like that's what i need and there is like a natural progression too between these movies even though they're not like really connected is 
in H2O, she's like, got a, she's fucked up. She's got a lot of problems, but she's very functioning. Like she yeah. can do yeah. her tasks in H or H4O. <laughs> H4O. She's like, she, she is like at the bottom of the barrel at that point. So it all does sort of track. Yeah. I'm surprised actually. I don't, I wonder why, because in the, in the 2018 Halloween, yeah. Do they say that the only thing that's canon is one or one, one. and two? Just only just one. one. And so oh, there's two? only a couple of deaths. And, that's and weird, it, right? Yeah. If maybe the hospital had been in there, I could see her being that reclusive and that like yeah. homebodied. But like it would have made more sense in 2018 for her to be more like H2O. Um, yeah. A little bit more quite as Maybe had a career yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, and I got to say, you make a good point that, like, it is sort of, there's three Laurie Strode movies. One, two, H2O, yeah. 2018. I mean, they really do show a progression. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this was your problem, Ian, you know, like, like it doesn't have to retcon all this stuff out. You could have left this in and been okay. So I always wonder if there was something behind the scenes where legally they could, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think it was just too complex. I think they found it too complicated to kind of explain everything. And I heard that one of the biggest things they wanted to do was wipe the body count and then yeah. kind of ramp it up again. Cause this next one is going to be a body count. Like it's going to be a yeah. big one. Um, and so see, like, I think 10 kills in the trailer alone. <laughs> I think that's what they want to do, but there's several books I want here. I want between H2 and H2O. I want to find out what happened all there. I want to find yeah. out what happened between H2 and 2018's one. Like, we need some sort of like, I don't know. They should they should hire somebody to write a book. Grady, you want to write a book about? Yeah, Lester? Grady. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be uh, so interesting. Well, and I also got to say one thing that's really amazing in this um, is how how prepared Laurie yeah. is, except for her one handed axe carry. I, I can't approve of that one handed <laughs> axe carry. But just how wrong headed other people are like her boyfriend the high school guidance counselor who i hate with a passion and yeah. it plays so differently with him shooting ll cool j by accident oh now yeah than it, it does doesn't it doesn't it i was like yeah it because he was a, a very like first off mr will whatever the actor's name is if you don't have the gun training she's got the gun let her yeah. be in charge let of her do it. But her he's do like, no <laughs> and pulls out and shoots like immediately just like the wrong iron ll cool j we think he's dead but then will dies like right after that so there's there's like immediately yes yeah it's pretty quick and then Lori takes her kids right tommy doyle Lindsay wallace this is what they're they're paralleling here um she takes them oh, you're right sticks them in the car and drives off and then before there's like one split moment um because it's a really good chasing like he almost he nearly reaches that car too like it's yeah, really good yeah. and they're booking it they're like really running um and they reach the gate and there's that one moment where she could go but she knows she is not going to she's not going to go with them so she says drive down to the beckers like which is casey becker you realize that yeah i doubt oh, I, that's oh, right oh, oh. Yeah, we're, we're screaming Halloween and jacking each other off. Um, <laughs> well, Kevin Williamson uh, did a lot of work on this. Script, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, he did. So they, uh, yeah, Molly and we got to remove Molly and John here because this is the final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. This is what we've been here for the whole movie for. She gets the axe and that iconic moment, that big high shot, 
her walking down, silhouetted and screaming Michael, like she's become so the right. hunter now. Yeah. Oh, so good. And it's something that even though in 2018, I love how they charactered her in 2018, she still didn't have that moment. Yeah. I don't well, know, though. I, also, I, oh, I do ahead. love the like happy Halloween, Michael moment mm-hmm. from I just it didn't do it for me. Didn't uh, do it that for does me. it for me. <laughs> for me, you know, I got to say, Jamie Lee Curtis is worth every cent she got for this movie plus more mm-hmm. she sells that moment where she chooses yeah. to stay because in other hands you can see that being dumb like oh my god you idiot why right. are you you know and she's i got chills man when she's and you're just like oh god she's in it like it's yeah. like it's game on you're scared a, for michael there yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's a very i thought about this a lot it's a very brother sister moment because growing up, probably the only person you're comfortable hurting is your sibling. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you have a fight, a physical fight with a friend, it's really upsetting, like really upsetting growing up. But your sibling, y'all hit each other, y'all hate yeah. each other. You really go all out with your sibling. And like, there's something of that here and it just works. It's, it does. it's so good. And it's I, a movie I, though. Yeah, go for it. I, I think you're right, Grady. It's like, this works so well because Jamie Lee is, she is worth it, right? Like she's got the yeah. acting and like, yeah, it gave me the chills rewatch. Like I knew that scene was coming, but it still gave me the chills and she's like, my girl with the fucking axe. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the moment I think, I mean, clearly we're all big horror fans here. That's like a moment that I think like good horror does well when it's like yeah. your final girl is like, no, fuck this. I have to fight back. I'm turning around and like yeah. going that head first is- into it. That is the final girl. It's like, and oh, and this is, you know, okay, we're going back to your book a little bit, Grady. One of the <laughs> things I loved about your book is that everybody kept telling her she wasn't a real final girl, right? I don't want to spoil right. anything. So we're, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, But like that, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. then like she kind of comes into her own there. And like, that's what we love with the final girl. We love a final girl who's going to grab an ex, you know, and go after her brother or something like yeah. that. So perfectly done. And she really does. And she, she only gets one good swing with that ex. I, know. Um, I wish she would have had the axe a little bit longer, but like they really go for it here. You Until know, she gets the other swing with the axe at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> People have not seen the movie yet. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like they really, they really battle it out. He hits her with the drawer. She's throwing knives at him. She kicks him yeah. in the balls. Like, and she's like, it's even that moment where she's just stabbing him, stabbing him, stabbing him. And I think that table like, chase scene is good too, where he's like flipping over yeah, the table. Right before like that, that was supposed to be in Halloween 4. Um, that was supposed really? to be little Jamie Lloyd under desks. And he was supposed to be doing that to her and they never used it. Um, either they didn't have enough money to do it or they didn't have enough time, but they've recycled it here. And I'm really glad they did because it is, it yeah. is a moment. Um, oh yeah. And it's just this, oh, we have so much goodness in, in all of this really, it, the whole movie just hangs on these two. It didn't need anybody else. I'm glad we kind of expelled everybody else for the time yeah. being. Um, yeah. I, I that, that is a it's it, that is that is the slasher movie, right? It boils yeah. down and boils down and boils down until you get to its essence, which is this girl and this guy going at it. Um, it's it's Little Red Riding Hood and the Wolf, you know. It's yeah. um, and one of the interesting things I was talking to Adrian King, and she was talking about making Friday the Thirteenth, and she was saying how much fun it was, but she was like, you know, the weird thing was because they shot relative roughly in sequence because it was young actors and stuff. She's like, I wound up being the only person left. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, I didn't even think about that. But you're shooting this, you're off on location. You're hanging out with like eight or nine other kids your age. And you're hanging out with seven of them. 
Then you're yeah. hanging out with six of them. And I don't know oh. if you've ever been on a film set when they rap someone, but it's usually a big deal. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, so-and-so is rapped. Everyone gives them a round of applause, you know, and that's it. And it but it is a very goodbye feeling. And you've sort of been with your little film family for like a month or so, and you're really connected. So this is very much mirrors that yeah. to me. You know, they just boil it down, the two of them, you know? Grady, I've never thought about that, that like – while she's filming this stuff, she's, you know, going back to her trailer and she's, or they probably didn't have trailers back then, but yeah. <laughs> she's going back to wherever and she's, but she is by herself up. because they're not going to yeah. pay everybody to just hang around. Right. Yeah. Hey, right. I, exactly. I've never thought of that. Never thought I mean, of that. Hmm. By the end of, by the end of Friday, it was probably, it was just her and Betsy Palmer and the crew. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. Um, yeah. Which is wild to me at this summer camp, this boy scout, yeah. camp, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I would get scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I still think about Betsy Palmer. Poor Betsy Palmer thinking she's just doing this little movie nobody's going to see. She just wanted to get her car fixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, so are we allowed to thing. talk about the end of H2O? Yeah. 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 We, we're going, we're, Zach was we're, joking. We're, we spoil everything. Yes, so, okay, yeah, we spoil everything. All right, all right. People so should going, know there's spoilers. I don't, want to back, I don't want to backseat drive, <laughs> but I want to talk about this ending. Yes. Go ahead. Let's rush to it. Yeah. So Ronnie is alive he pops up he grabs her yeah. don't yeah. don't let her don't she got to finish it let, let her, her finish keep it stabbing yeah. him <laughs> but she already knows she already knows because when all the ambulance and everybody's there and ronnie's coming up with this blood and like we see josh hartnett again and stuff and it, the moment she gets back on screen she like grabs a gun she grabs the the coroner's yeah. van takes off like i love that there is no hesitation with laurie strode in this movie none whatsoever yeah. she knows exactly what she's gonna do um and she gets him. She drives off. Um, Michael Myers in the body bag in the back. She's watching him. He gets out. He lunges at her. Um, and she slams on the brakes. He goes through the window. She waits for him to get up. He gets up. She hits the, 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 the gas. And they both go over the side of this mountain. And here we are at the end. What, are, what do we got to say, y'all? What do we got to say? Great. It is. It is the ending to their relationship yes. i mean to me this is it and what they do in the next movie i find so cruel yeah. and so sadistic yeah. and you know jamie lee curtis only did this movie because they told her that it would be the last one and there wouldn't yep. be a sequel and she wanted to have closure with that character which i think is interesting because you know in a slasher movie kids go to camp and it's a normal thing or kids go to school or kids, whatever it is. And something happens to them on a regular day when they're teenagers that they have to live with the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it's the same with these franchises. Adrian King was just being in a horror movie when she's like in her early twenties, Jamie Lee Curtis is just being in a little movie yeah. and they wind up being in a relationship with this franchise for the rest of their lives for something they yeah. did that wasn't supposed to be a big deal when they were a teenager. And, I get it. I feel like the idea that Jamie Lee Curtis wanted her character have closure with Michael Myers, but maybe also Jamie Lee Curtis wanted to have Jamie Lee Curtis's closure with the franchise and yes. all that. And from what I've heard, when she learned that Michael wasn't going to die, she refused to work. And yeah, she wanted to quit. She was ready yeah. to be done. Um, yeah, because that was a big thing with Mustafa Akkad, right? Is like he didn't want Michael Myers to ever die, and it said in her contract, but nobody had ever told her that because she wasn't reading her contract. Come on, that was yeah. that was for yeah. somebody to do. Um, yeah. That Michael Myers could not die, but she was told this is the end. Because I, I completely agree with you. She gets signed up to this this franchise, and 
it's every single time they're announcing they're making another movie they're you know all the fan speculation and everybody going to her and asking her only about like laurie strode laurie strode laurie strode yeah like this is a thing that loomed over her for so long yeah and i think and so and then to find out like in the next movie like it's not really michael you're like that's stupid awful it's so awful because it's such a beautiful moment i mean like you just said, she throws him through the windshield. Then she runs over him. They go down. She pins him to a, a tree, a fallen yeah. tree, and then axes him. And you're just mm-hmm. like, and they do sort of the like reaching out to touching hands kind of moment. Yeah. It's everything you want from the end of and the confidence. The confidence she's exuding, like when she's like, get up. And she's waiting to run him over with that car because she's yeah. like, knows he's going to get up because she's not stupid. He survived every time. Um, yeah. Like that made me, I, I actually wanted to, I remember when I saw this in theaters, I saw it with uh, my like high school best friend at the time. And I remember like, so I'm not like one of those idiots that claps, but I went <gasps> like this because I was so I would happy. fucking clap for this. If I were in the theater back off. then, I would have clapped for this shit. And I remember my friend being like, don't be gay. Well, one, I would like to say, well, here we are. And two, it was like, <laughs> that's how excited I was for that ending that she like got it. Cause it just, it really did feel like closure, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that to me differentiates a good slasher and a bad slasher is the, the level of intelligence in the characters. Like, I mean, it is one thing I really hate about Scream 4. And it's there's stuff I like in Scream 4, but so many characters have to do dumb things. Like, um, uh, 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 what's her name? Who's from Mad Men? Who's in it? Um, Alison Brie. Alison yes. Brie when she's like in her car and she gets out and you're like, why, why are you getting out? And in H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis is so smart. Like you said, I I can't remember which one you said, but no hesitation. She's like, I got to get this body and destroy it. He's going to get up. He's, you know, she's just like, she's smart. And that's what makes her so appealing. Yeah. And there's just this inexplainable, like, like maybe maybe the word is confidence. I don't even know what the word would be, but like that moment where she's like, because there is that moment that obviously did they did to get the, like the fans on edge where they're about to touch fingers and like yeah. But then the axe swing is so swift, so direct, so quick. Like it was one swift shot, and then the movie ends like within like a ten second time frame. Like right. that's yeah, like then it's it. over, and that's it. And yeah. it's just like so shocking that like audience people like sitting in the theater must have been like. Well, holy fuck we don't have a big like shot going out and showing like you yeah know, the whole scene and like it's her um is so it, it's almost like it? she even like was you know kind of reaching out not for him but for her own sort of like being tethered to this trauma right and then she yeah. severs it yeah that's a really good way of thinking about it is the last shot in this michael severed head or no, is there another it's, shot it's, her. it's her it's her and the wind and it blows her little bangs back a little bit and zit that's done um they even cut yeah i don't remember who has them but there's somebody on production who had because they had to cut like two frames off to make it sync up with the music and he has like two frames from that that he keeps in his oh wow what a what a freaking keepsake man yeah (laughs) well and also you know it really reminds me of the way a lot of like old school hong kong shaw brothers movies end. like shaw brothers martial arts movies they always end like the last thing happens freeze frame the end another shaw production like they punch the bad guy he goes through all freeze frame the end of the, like it's like you're done with the bad guy we're not giving you anything I'm done the end go home it's and direct that's I felt with this yeah and that's fine i'm fine with that yeah. yeah it's completely like, direct and it's just 
it, it breaks the rules of what you're supposed to do with the horror movie. Let's think about some horror movie endings, right? With 2018, they have the shot of the three of them on the back of the truck, and then it like zooms in on a knife really dramatically and stuff like that. Like they always do that extra little dramatic flare or yeah. something. End of Scream well, 2, you like Scream 2. They have Sydney walking into the distance in the campus, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Although like, it's interesting, a friend of mine was telling me about that shot in Scream 2 because it's that long, long, long yeah. like helicopter shot. And if you just took off the Creed or whatever it is that's playing there, <laughs> it's actually kind of a creepy shot. Like it's, it's a like, good one. Yeah, it's like, whoa, she's just all alone among all these people. And um, horror movies really get some great, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, those final two shots, yeah, you know, see. Marilyn Burns in the truck and then Leatherface dancing around. Um, I can't remember what the final shot of, I guess, Friday one and two, it's her in the hospital in both of them? In one. Is it isn't I know one, in the one final it scene is. is like I can't a freeze remember frame of him jumping out of the water. I thought it was a freeze frame. Oh, it is a freeze frame. You're right. right. You're right. And two, I think, is um Jenny in the hospital or something. I think yeah. so, yeah. And then but you know, the first Halloween. I mean, that's one of the greatest set of of um closing shots, I think, in horror just all the empty rooms again you know yeah. like it's so good it's so it good is. and you just hear him breathing and he's he's yeah. somewhere but you don't know where he is and like in my head canon because i do head canon a lot i love every single though not single um every sequel they'll ever make for halloween i will watch any single one they do they could come up with horrible plots and i'll still watch them because in my head only the first one exists it makes it infinitely more scary that it was just these random people that happened to fall onto this like horrible thing that happened to them um but then yeah like when you think about all of the endings and stuff like that it's just this one does like stand out because of the finality of it and it's just insane that they had because i think they did plan when they when they shot this scene they knew that michael was coming back for the next one they knew that this wasn't michael yeah. but jamie lee was like this is michael right and i'll be in the 10 minutes of the next one that's what she had contracted that's all she was going to do you have to kill me um so this was it for her and i would i really just want them to use this for the end of halloween ends like just do this just do this right um i mean, I mean we do there must have been a yeah go ahead Grady. There, there must have been an impulse to to have a final wrap-up scene with her and josh hartnett or a final wrap-up yeah. scene with her and the boy or something it's, but they don't it's do it. crazy because the last yeah. time you see josh hartnett ever 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 in this franchise is him like looking as his psycho mother is like driving down with <laughs> yeah. the coroner's van down the road right yeah <laughs> you don't even get a mom you were right kind of thing yeah. like nothing like nothing yeah. it is she they, they it is hasty <laughs> And I feel like they were in that editing room. This is all me projecting, but they realized what they had here and yeah. how good she was in this and how strong that was. And we're like, what else can we do here? Right. Yeah. I mean, at this point, right? Like the original Halloween, she wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis, the actor. It was just like, oh, right. this is who's playing my show. But for this, it was like, she is the famous actor, Jamie Lee Curtis. So yeah. I felt like they knew they could rely on her for like shit like this. Like, yeah, the closing scene can just be her standing there after having beheaded him and that's all we need. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I mean, yeah. What else do you need? Right. Like I, you just don't. I really, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if there was like, Oh, she's reuniting with her son, but I didn't, it's like, you know, he's fine. So like a, a deleted scene on the DVD, maybe like yeah. so, so, so yeah. I could watch as a fan and just know <laughs> that there's like a little something after, but like <laughs> as a finished product, it just is 
perfect because they had a bunch of different endings for this ride. They had did they one where like there was a pool opening up. It was like a gym dance sequence where the, the floor opened up and there was a pool and they like were wrestling in the water and then the pool closed on him. Uh, there was one where they were fighting on a school bus and the school bus was going over a cliff and a helicopter grabbed her at the last minute. And the bus I heard went about down I read about that inside. one, which sounds bananas. They were trying some anything to like not show Michael Myers at an end, right? They just yeah. wanted him to like disappear somewhere. And this is just the fucking head. It's just it's all you get. Yeah. It's all you got. In um, my head canon, there's Halloween one and two. Yeah. Then there's H2O, but it's Jamie Lloyd instead of Josh Hartnett. So yes. it's 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 Jamie Lee Curtis, as Laurie Strode with her daughter in this. And then it's the 2018 Halloween, you know, like yeah. I think that sequence, I think Zach, you were the one with that sequence. I think that works. Yeah, yeah I think it does. So. Right. It really yeah. like, it, okay. It yeah. She gets worse from this because she was already bad of like being like, fuck, she's coming back. And then he yeah. did come back and she was right. And so, okay. Yeah. It, yeah, give her, make her a hoarder with guns, like, and all these traps yeah. and hats. <laughs> like, I, mean, I you love Laurie Strode do... with a gun, though. I gotta, yeah. I gotta say, I love her with a room full of guns. And you could even do what, what Zach was saying, which is leave out two, because you go from Michael Myers with four people dead to Michael Myers with a lot more people dead in H2O to 2018, you know? But 20, that H2O is the sequel to one. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... I love a headcanon, Grady. I did. We we do a headcanon yeah. like just about every episode here. <laughs> I just rewrite this shit in my head anyway. So uh, I'm very glad to hear you doing a headcanon here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, trust me. <laughs> uh, what 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 is your favorite moment of this movie? Oh, that parking lot encounter early on at like minute forty, where Michael's coming across the parking lot and she's closing her eyes to make him go away. It's okay. such a human moment. Like, okay. just, just let me make it go away. I love you know, that bit. I, I meant to say this when you talked about this earlier. I feel there's like a part of me that feels like it is him walking across because she shuts her eyes and then it's her dumb, dumb boyfriend. But yeah. then her dumb, dumb boyfriend, when he turns around, he sees Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's him. I oh, mean, okay. I think it's him. In my, I mean, even if I'm just projecting that onto Zena, to me, it's totally him because she's hallucinated him so many times and now he's real and she okay, can't, yeah. you know. Yeah. No. So I, I'm assuming it's him. I could okay. Be that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. 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 Um, Zach, you, what's your Zach? What's your favorite scene? Well, it's my favorite. Um, It's got to either be the ending or it's the ending with an, a very close, close second honorable mention to her grabbing the axe and screaming her brother's name for the first time. Just yeah. freaking iconic. Iconic. It gives me chills every single time I watch it. And I've seen this movie a lot of times. <laughs> so I think I think my favorite yeah. scene is the scene with the the cage with the gate and like the kids get in and then she looks through the window and Michael's looking right. Yeah. And that that's just so like that image is like mm -hmm. a really good like the image I think of yeah. for Halloween. I think yeah. as a final girl, she is just so, cause I mean, we love a final girl, right? We love a final girl over here. Um, but I think she is my favorite final girl because she just embodies what it is, what trauma is and what facing your trauma is because even removing Michael Myers as an actual person who's there trying to kill you. Right. It's <laughs> always kind of personified as he is her trauma. Like, and it could be with anything that's your trauma for anything. Um, and it's you kind of facing that and i just love that they've explored they've allowed that character to explore it so many times yeah. um there's even for the 2018 movie there was that and I've, I've said this before the entertainment weekly spread um and there's a, a shot of her dressed as laurie strode and then jamie lee curtis kissing her forehead and i freaking love it because it's just 
it's just everything that is Laurie Strode. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think just to touch on what you were just saying about trauma, you know, one of the things that's interesting with this is if you're looking at Michael Myers in H2O as trauma, right? Yeah. It's coming for you. It's going to catch up with you. Even if you think you're coping, you're probably not. And then yeah. once it catches up with you, you got to be ready to face it. And it's just going to be the two of you. No one can help you. It is up to you. And you're going to have to do shit that looks crazy to other people. Yeah. Like when she drives off with his body, you're going to have to do stuff. But if yeah. that's what you need to do, do it, you know, and then cut off its head at the end. Exactly. <laughs> but it will be contracted to come back in, an, in another, at another <laughs> time later. so <laughs> awful. So awful. It's, I say uh, this all the time, but it's the one killer they can't kill the franchise. You know, yeah. the forces of market capitalism, they will always <laughs> beat the final girl. <laughs> it, it'll always be there. Well, we're going to kind of wrap up here, but we want to give you a chance to kind of promote anything you want to promote, where people oh. where people can find you, everything. Just give us the, everything. Yeah. No, the big the big thing is um, GradyHendrix.com. It's my site. It's got an event page. I'm about to update it with a bunch of, I'm doing live events, hopefully, unless, you know, things get worse yeah. uh, in September and October. Um, but I do a show, instead of doing an author event, I do a show about Final Girls. And I do it virtually, which is fun. It works. But um, yeah. It's uh, it's better live. The show is just sort of about the history of murder books and murder movies and where they come from. Runs about an hour. Um, I think in that hour there's like 130 slides, so it moves fast. There's songs that are terrible that I sing poorly, um, and it's a <laughs> lot of of stuff about slashers. So yeah, so I'm doing them. They're listed on my website. All my social media garbage is there. Just GradyHendrix.com. Yeah, one 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 big peg is gradykendricks.com. <laughs> and if you if you want to avoid me, then that's exactly where you go to see where I'm gonna be. So you don't go there. <laughs> yes. And let's 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 do a promo for it. Final Girl Support Group just came out. I really want to get my hands on the other cover. So I'm looking at oh, the UK one. cover. I freaking like that one. That one's pretty yeah, it's good. Um so we both have the copy of this. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually covering I'm the only this one for book club. It. Yes. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> um but yeah, so go check that out. Ian, where can everybody find Slayer Fest? Now you. You can find Slayer Fest 98 on social media at Slayer Fest X98. Uh, you can find the podcast and My Bloody Judy in the podcast feed uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you get the anywhere else you get your podcast. And Zachary, where can everyone find My Bloody Judy on YouTube? The video version of My Bloody Judy will be, I mean, you're already watching it, AZB bonus features on the YouTubes. So thank you so much, Grady Hendrix, for joining us for this episode. Uh, Super stoked by everything you said. Um, Really exciting. And I can't wait. This will be out September, I think, right? Uh Yeah. September, Send me the link. Like in social media. I will, for sure. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you are excited, as excited for Halloween Kills as we all are, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.